0: Hey guys, it's Ari. And I'm Sophie, and you are listening to Having a Night, the podcast dedicated to reviving the lost art of the dinner party. And we have been gone for the last few weeks. It's, you know, we posted on Instagram and everything, but of course we wanted to start this episode up by talking about why we took a pause. So, you know, Having a Night, this podcast, videos, whatever it's evolved into, um, has really been a passion project for the two of us that mostly revolves around, obviously, our friendship, our obsession with dinner parties, and truly just a deep, deep desire to hear about how other people think about food and about conviviality. And with that being said, we knew before all of the Black Lives Matter protests started happening that we were not really making enough of an effort to bring on guests of color. And obviously, that lack of prioritization and effort rests solely with us, and We really promise to do better and we hope that you guys will help hold us accountable.
1: Yeah, and we've realized that without representing people of color on the show, we're really only engaging with a sliver of amazing people in the food and entertainment communities. We weren't using our platform to uplift voices of color and we weren't giving listeners the opportunity to hear from them. We stand in solidarity with Black Lives Matter and we have just been awestruck by the mobilization of the movement. And we are hopeful that at this time, finally real systemic change can come we felt while the nation was raw, it would be inappropriate to take up space on the airwaves and the internet talking about our usual subjects, food, drinking, and conviviality. And we wanted to keep it real with you guys and speak to the temperature of the moment.
0: And in these last weeks, obviously, we have all been hearing about the pain across our nation. And we've also, in a wonderful way, Been learning so much more than ever before about the incredible black chefs, restaurateurs, and authors who really have not been given their due. We've been learning about Juneteenth and the foods that represent the celebration of extremely delayed freedom. We've been reading up and donating to organizations like Color of Change, Act Blue, the Equal Justice Initiative. And if you guys have any further suggestions uh, for materials and organizations, please DM us. Of course, you know, we always love to hear from you. We're always asking you to DM us. We're learning and we're doing the work, but of course we want to keep our ears open and have a dialogue with all of you. And ultimately we are trying to be the best allies that we can be, which is a
1: very exciting thing to to be able to say. And I'm just really excited to be in this moment. For sure. So we wanted to thank you all for listening and supporting us, but most of all, we wanted to pledge to keep listening and supporting the Black Lives Matter movement and use our small platform however we can. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic
0: because your waistband's going to get tight. Sophie. Yes. (gasps) What did we eat this week? Oh my gosh. I haven't gotten to talk to you about what you've eaten this week in so long. (laughs) It's like I haven't been living.
1: (laughs) Well, this week for the first time during COVID, I went back to New York City and stayed in my apartment for not one, but two special nights.
0: So exciting.
1: And the first night I was like, Truly one of the main reasons we went back was so I could do takeout from this amazing Thai restaurant, Ugly Baby, in Brooklyn. Oh, it's so good. Because, you know, where I've been staying in Connecticut, not a lot of great spicy foods. Yeah. Um, So I was super excited to not only just give my taste buds some excitement, but also to be back in Brooklyn and support my local community. Yeah. Um, in a very direct way, rather than just buying gift certificates and um, donating money. So that felt really good. And we, they were doing like a noodle special, all noodles that week. Uh-huh. And Sophie, I think that my palate has become like Connecticutified being here because everything was so, so spicy that I became delirious, like just started <laughs> cackling. It was amazing. You really do. I felt like I had done drugs.
0: Spice is an amazing thing. And I also am always flabbergasted by the fact that most hot countries have spicy food. I'm like, wow, I can't believe that it literally cools you down. I mean, it does, but it's just so hard to believe. Well, you got to get through the fire first. Exactly. You got to get through the fire, start pouring sweat pouring and then you reap the
1: benefits. I know, It's incredible. It's so Shout out to vermicelli.
0: Oh my god. Let's Hey, yo, vermicelli.
1: <laughs> this one's for you, baby. Oh, I love little glass noodles so much. I don't know how those teeny thin little glass noodles can absorb so much flavor cuz they look like plastic. Well, you're talking about Are you
0: talking about vermicelli or are you talking about mung bean noodles? Cuz the mung bean noodles are the ones that are see-through. Oh, really? Well, I think they're called a vermicelli, but I, sorry, when I, when when I hear vermicelli, I think about rice vermicelli, which are like, you know, the really, really yes. thin rice noodles, which yes. tear quite about, easily. I'm talking about
1: glass noodles. Oh God. I love a glass noodle. So it was a glass noodle with a what? With spice. So much spice and shrimp. But mm. we also had this curry that was just, you know, that kind of spice where you're like, mm, this is good, pretty spicy. And then five minutes later, I'm like doing laps around out. the table. Like I was running around as if I was... That would help somehow. Definitely had a big glass of milk. I mean, there's a reason Thai iced
0: tea exists and it's because you need something to cut that spice. Holy crap. It's funny, like having something sweet or something milky, it's crazy how much it helps.
1: Oh my God. Do you know they make these little coconut milk buns That you eat with the super spice food. They look like they must be made in those tiny um, muffin tins. They look like um, little bites, you know. Those like, but they're like super dense and like they must be made with like coconut milk and they have some kind of berry in them. They're so good. That sounds incredible. And they cover them in peanuts.
0: Ari is now back in Connecticut, but I am in New York once again, which is very exciting. Um, It really feels. I actually want to talk to you about this, where like, I do feel like the city is properly opening up. So far, I feel like everything has been really safe, I think. I mean, we went to some protests a couple of weeks ago and I was amazed every single person was wearing a mask. Like people were, I mean, it's very hard to be obviously vigilant about social distancing when you're in a big crowd, but everybody, everybody was wearing masks and I felt like it was just so, um just very respectful in that way. And I think that I don't know walking around now when it feels like it's opening up more and you can eat outside and some shops are opening, it still feels like people are being respectful, which is so such a relief. You know, not to feel like, oh god, I'm now I need to get tested and freak out basically. And yeah. in Brooklyn I assume it was like the same, yeah.
1: Yeah. And it makes me just so proud. I think New York did such a fantastic job. I mean, I don't want to speak too soon. We might face a second wave, but I think really cheers Cuomo. I thought he did, he did such a great job and and we're doing so well. And which is a a shock considering how many people live in such a small area in our city.
0: Yeah. Wait, Um, ugly baby. Did you guys eat outside of the restaurant or did you bring it home? We brought it home. Nice.
1: Nice. Yeah.
0: Nice. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, thanks so much for asking me what I ate this week, Ari. I was was dying to talk about it. Well, it was Father's Day on Sunday and my parents are both obsessed with Father's and Mother's Day. I feel like we're weirdly like we're the only family that takes these holidays very seriously and they're not holidays. Takes these random holidays seriously. But Harry is such a freaking champ. He ordered all of this stuff to basically turn the pool house into a beer garden so we, like, strung up all of these little blue and white flags and had, like, a big beer garden sign and had oh sausage streamers. And he bought my Wait, dad a sign, like a beer sign. What stein. do you mean,
1: sausage streamers? Oh, I'll send you a pic.
0: I mean, they're streamers that look like, they're paper sausages, not Where real did you sausages. get that?
1: Wait, does it look like a lot of hanging penises? Um. No,
0: because they're all curved and you know, so, so it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't look like the kind of penis that you would draw when you were a kid, you know? But yeah. um hanging penis sausage streamers. And then I ordered a bunch of Bavarian food from like traditional Bavarian food from Schala and Vape, which is this German deli slash restaurant in New York. So We ate Weisswurst, which is this incredible boiled sausage that they cook in Bavaria. And then I made some Kratfus. And I did like a really slow cooked onion thing. And I put the sausages on that. And then they, they sent us pretzels. Anyway, it was so great. I was very happy to eat some German food. Yeah. And that's what I ate. You really win, daughter of the year. Well, honestly, I think Harry wins son in law of the year award because he went. He like went all out, which is so fun. Yeah, so sweet.
1: Very sweet of him. Now I feel like a (laughs) real dick living here,
0: and I didn't do anything. Well, most people
1: don't celebrate it because it's not a real holiday. I'm not. I'm not sure if it. What kind of holiday it is? But that sounds delicious. So you picked up the food in New York and drove it back. They sent it to us mm.
0: not gold belly i guess they use their own shipping thing and we got the bavarian box guys i highly recommend it also it's enough food to last you for several days several meals writing um, it down as we speak what's the restaurant called shala s-c-h-a-l-l-e-r and veba w-e-b-e-r, W-E-B-E-R.
1: Schaller, schaller and weber, weber. exactly <laughs> Okay, so drum roll, please. Drum roll. You just said son-in-law when referring to your partner and your dad, their relationship, (laughs) which means what did you do? (laughs) Ari's lead up was very
0: strange, but I really enjoyed it. (laughs) Which which. We got married, guys, Yay! listeners, anyone out there? Does anybody give a shit? Um, yeah, we got married three week, two and a half weeks ago, I guess. Very exciting. Ari was there. Woo! Guys, Succeed I away. cannot recommend getting married in COVID enough because it means you don't have to invite anybody that you don't want to. In fact, you can't really invite anybody at all. So it was teeny tiny, basically friends who are in the area that we've been quarantining, And my parents, and it was so wonderful. And like, honestly, just kind of a surprise. We decided to do it 10 days before.
1: We were like, let's just do it. Can I just say something? It was spectacular. It really was. It was the one of, it was the wedding of all weddings. I think doing it during COVID. And only planning it 10 days in advance actually was genius because nothing, everything was so special and simple and unique to you. You didn't have time to overthink anything. You didn't have time to second guess your instincts. It was just so, it felt so natural and like every part of it, it just, the evening just unfolded in this beautiful way. It was, it was truly glorious and nothing that anyone could ever repeat because it was just, it was Sophie and Harry's wedding. Thank you. I mean, it, it, was, it,
0: felt, it, it felt like the only way that I could ever have had a wedding as someone yeah. who's forever said, like, I don't believe in marriage. I don't understand why people get married. And part of that is the way that people get married now is so extreme. It's so over the top. I mean, these mm-hmm. weddings, Ari and I have both been to so many weddings and even, you know, figuring it out over this course of 10 days, I'm like, if I spent a year stressing about this, I wouldn't want to get married at all. I wouldn't right. want to have the party. I wouldn't want to see anybody. Like it just feels like it's so much stress for really just a day that should really just be about the two of you. But anyway, it was, it, it was really intimate. I mean, it felt like it was actually ours, which was really, really nice. Um, my mom did the flowers. My dad did the cooking. We all set the table. It was like just a home, homespun. It really so was.
1: Yeah. It, so that we, was that. So that was that. There's so much more to talk about. Yes, there's I mean, so we much should more do a whole, we, we have been teasing our listeners with uh, a wedding episode or episodes for some time now. So this might be the one to kick it off. I'm not sure That's true. what we'll do next week, but certainly by the end of the summer, we've got a... We've got to talk, any wedding planners out there want to talk to us? I was about to say,
0: guys, if anyone is a wedding planner, knows a wedding planner, I think that would be so fun to talk about. Yeah. Because I also, as someone who, you know, who was like, oh, I I never wanted to get married. and like, I would never want to have a wedding like that. I also still
1: love talking about weddings,
0: you know? Like, I just think it's so fun to talk about what is your design scheme? Oh my God. Yeah. So
1: how would you describe your design scheme?
0: I would describe my design scheme as non-existent. False.
1: Really? Yeah. Well, I think I, you have such an inherent sense of, uh, I don't know, just aesthetics and your own sense of what is beautiful. It's so Sophie. So that just came out so naturally. I, and think I just set the scene here? We got there. And, the and it was like- don't worry. Everyone is just looks so beautiful. Chris and I arrive, and everyone's just having these uh, just a tiny toast of champagne in this little garden with this fountain. And then when it was time for the ceremony to, ceremony to start, Sophie's parents put on these incredible backpacks, these wicker backpacks that hold flowers, and then kind of marched off into the woods. It was like a fairy tale. We it was just like followed flower them.
0: Sherpas. It was incredible. Yeah, and
1: that was so great because those backpacks alone were enough to like just get us immediately to follow. Like no one had to say, okay, now follow us. Yeah. You didn't feel like we were being rushed into anything or or moved around. It was just so natural. And then we had this beautiful ceremony just on this, they stopped and we were in this, what, like a little cross section in the woods, like a- Yeah, like a tea you, almost in the, yeah. of the woods, yeah. And then suddenly like a, a spot that you've probably walked by a trillion times before and you're like- Oh, and then when you stop there and you stand in a certain way, it just becomes this incredible like frame for the ceremony. It really made me appreciate the beauty of, of nature. (laughs) So stupid. People spend so much money, like creating like the backdrop for where their ceremony is going to take place.
0: Yes, totally. Well, and in reality, it's, it's, of course, natural beauty is the most beautiful thing on earth. I think, of course, like huppas with flowers, or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them. Wait, I went to a wedding where it was not allowed to be called a huppa. it was called a like a celebration, you know, gazebo or whatever. <laughs> yeah, gazebo. <laughs> um, but they're so beautiful. But nature in its raw state, I th- personally, I think, is so much more beautiful. Yeah, I was really happy, and it was it's, it was very mossy. And like obviously a lot of trees, but a lot of moss and a lot of ferns where we were, which just felt really soft and lovely. And then we planted two trees. We planted two we put on our wellies and we planted two pear trees, which was great. And everyone in the peanut gallery told us that we weren't doing it right, mostly my parents.
1: Your mom. <laughs> it was beautiful. We yeah. threw some rice at you. And then when the eating portion and the toasting portion of the evening began, and you guys did one of my favorite things, which was to draw out the evening by putting hors d'oeuvres in different, literally different places. Yep. We had a round of hors d'oeuvres in the pool house, and then we had a round of hors d'oeuvres closer to where we sat for dinner. And I think that's just so uh, to break up the evening physically is incredibly helpful.
0: It's true. We had been thinking kind of like, yeah, how can we stretch it out so that it doesn't feel like we do the ceremony and then we just sit for dinner? Because even though it was so tiny, it was a micro wedding, you still want to feel that it's celebratory and yeah, languid in some way, I guess. Right. Ari P.S. was an MVP. She brought us two lobsters and a shit ton of oysters, which were so fantastic. She dressed the lobsters up as a bride and groom. Again? And there are so many photos of Harry and I with our... He with his bride lobster and me with my groom lobster, which, oh my God, I think we will be, you know, strung up by the vegans. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. But they were, then I turned it into a tarragon lobster salad the next day. I was going to ask what you
1: did. Oh, good, good, good.
0: So good.
1: Well, you have been saying that you guys needed, I was like, what can I get them? There's only 10 days until this wedding. It's, I, you know, I don't want to, they don't need, you guys aren't like, you don't need anything. I know you guys, you know, you don't, aren't the kind of people yes. that necessarily like, wants like, China or gifts. You know, you, it's like, obviously, I have to get her something food-related. I'm near the water. She's not. And then I thought, oh my God, this would be so funny if I just whipped out two... Oh, P.S. Live lobsters. Oh, yes. Live. Sorry. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. And yeah, I just made a little hat
0: and a little veil. And she made us tortellacci, the most beautiful tortellacci, which I can't wait to eat. Thanks. Wait, yeah. So they're in the freezer. When I take them out, I mean, I just put them into boiling water or do I need to let them sit out first?
1: No, don't let them sit out. Because otherwise they get kind of soggy. Yeah, they might start sticking together.
0: A memo on what you just said about like, right, we already have the stuff that we need. I think about this a lot with like when two people are already adults and they are getting married and they're living together, it's like, of course, it's lovely when people buy you beautiful things. But the idea for me of creating a registry was like, but... I, we have everything. We've been living together. You know, we live together. I've lived in my apartment for so long. Like I've been an adult for long enough that it doesn't feel like, oh, I, I need to be set off in my new life. You know, like I need to be helped set up in my new life, which obviously I know not everyone feels that way, but Yeah. I think that then actually it leaves space for if people want to give you gifts, then they can be much more personal. Yes, but I don't know. That's that's my thought, but maybe I'm wrong. I know everybody else loves a registry. So what
1: else? Oh my God,
0: wait. And then, and then our friend Tori Schmidt, who is a pastry chef at this wonderful restaurant in New York city called King. She has been up where we've been quarantining and she made us our wedding cakes that were, oh my God, I'm actually still thinking about them. I'm not even a sweets person, but I have gone crazy over this cake. She made a chocolate Guinness cake because my now husband's last name is Guinness. So, so good. And you know, a little wink and then we had a lemon elderflower cake that was, they were both astonishing. Yeah, I really
1: can't choose which one was better. And they were fresh incredible. peonies
0: on them. So beautiful. No tears, just like two separate cakes.
1: Yeah, just so kind great. of old school looking beautiful cakes. Not oh. Yeah, nothing too frilly. They were just very much in the style of the wedding. But we need to get in, just, just indulge our listeners a little bit, talk about the, f- the menu. Of
0: course. Oh my God. So
1: we want, because we were
0: cooking and doing everything ourselves, we obviously wanted to keep it simple so that none of us would be like trying to finish things a la minute in the kitchen while everyone else is sitting outside. So we did a bunch of antipasti. You know how Ari and I feel about antipasti. We went to Arthur Ave in the Bronx, which is like a big Italian street. And we got mortadella and prosciutto and speck and... Mm. Buffalo mozzarella, and they're really wonderful tomatoes up where we are. And guys, it kind of is starting to be tomato season, which is Ari and I wait for all year. So mm-hmm. we had uh, tomatoes, you know, caprese tomatoes, mozzarella. Then we had some of Ari's oysters. We had really, really good white wine, guys. That's the other thing about doing such a small wedding—you can You're have good not wine, spending that much money, so like you can spend money on the things that you actually care about, whether that's wine or food or flowers or whatever. Yeah. But that was such a hair. And I got so excited when we realized that. are we like, oh, we can have actual good wine. So we had yeah great Rieslings. And then my dad grilled a bunch of steaks. And we had grilled bread with them and a big green salad. And that was it. I mean, the big green salad and steak is like one of my favorite meals of all time. And we got, again, we were able to get really good ribeyes. And my dad, I think he... We did them in the oven first, so cooked yeah. them I think to like one fifteen in the oven, and then cooked them up to basically medium rare on the grill. And it was so good and so low stress, like so low stress.
1: Yeah, um, you you would think doing ribeyes would be um, like super. High stress, and like you need someone to be there watching them and doing them right before, but reverse cooking them like that or sous vide them if you know that's the way to go.
0: Exactly. And also, we got the grill really, really hot before anything even happened. So, like, we got the grill hot before we even sat down for antipasti so that by the time it was time. We just mm-hmm. put them on, so it it didn't have that confusion of like, oh, well, now we got to wait for the grill, like the stress of that and having to monitor the grill. It was just
1: piping hot. It was so delicious. We're still thinking about it. When I feel sad, I just look at the picture I have of the steak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ari was the Ari took some very good photos. Thank you. I have to indict my other friends for just. They were good. Many photos, but no one used portrait mode. Oh my God. you got to use portrait mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also guys, like doing your hair and makeup yourself, it was so easy. It was so nice. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the whole thing of having to sit for hair and makeup for four hours, I would just be getting so nervous. Things. Yeah. I don't know, guys. We really do want to hear about your wedding experiences and Like, I don't know. Yeah. If you're a wedding planner or you work or you're a wedding makeup artist or anything like that, wedding photographer, tell us, we want to talk to you. So that was all very exciting. And then my mom told the press and when she was doing interviews for this TV show, The Politician that she's doing told the press. So I made an Instagram post. Most of the comments were obviously congratulations, interspersed with so many fucking trolls. I can't even tell you. Wow. No. People are insane. How's I'm like, people come from? do you realize there's a living feeling human being on the other side of you being like, what a fucking ogre. I can't believe someone who looks like her could get married. I'm like, someone what? said that. Yes. Yeah, crazy oh shit. Then people being like, anyone can get married. I mean, literally anyone it's like, okay. Yeah. That's not true. Anyone, like, that's just crazy, <laughs> oh crazy shit. I mean, so many of them, I think that the people calling me ugly, whatever, I, I just can't even address, but it's, But then there's so people going to bots, just a ton of bots who are clearly fake profiles, but I guess they just like go through anyone who's saying anything negative about the president because I said something negative about the president in my post and just go after you. It's crazy.
1: Well, you were also so good about like kind of replying very cheekily to some of these people or bots, uh, which I would not have the patience to do. I'd be like, fuck you. Stop following me. Well, when it started, I thought
0: it was kind of funny because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe, I can't believe this is happening because I've never experienced anything like this. And I haven't even been, I've been on Instagram for like two months. But then when it started to really ramp up, I was like, okay, I just have to stop. And I just obviously stopped yeah, looking at no, any of the comments or anything. Because it's... Exactly. And it's too... But it, it, but it was... It's funny because at first I was like, oh, this is hilarious and so strange. And I responded to a few. And then the, the more it got, the more I was like, oh, this kind of vitriol, it does get to you. You know, you do feel it sure. in a way that you're like, Jesus. Anyway, so nonetheless, it did not dampen my enthusiasm over being a married woman. You're the best. Over our wedding. (laughs) Yeah, as it Um, shouldn't. So guys, thank you so much for listening. We are so happy to be back. We hope, I don't know, you'll rate us. I don't know. Tell us how much you love us, you know? <laughs> yeah, we
1: could we could use uh uh your help. Always give us five stars. Five stars having a night on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, having dot com. And our channel on YouTube still has all of our videos up. So we've got some new videos coming out soon. Um we love to hear from you and stay safe. Keep eating good things. Keep having uh, socially distanced dinner parties and Zoom dinner parties and protest safely. And we are here. You know where to find us. Thank and you, having Colin. a night.
0: night. Yes, Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Colin. Thank you so much, Rebecca. And hey, okay, guys, we'll see you next week.